Hey, hey guys, School of Hard Knocks, you got Coach Rod. Coach Max, y'all. We're coming at you with episode 19, guys. Can't believe it. 19 already. Hey, I was um, looking at the computer, bro, uh-huh. and guess what? What's up? Spill it. We got a thousand plays! (laughs) Man, dude, that's... Dude, a thousand plays, bro. And I think it's a little over a thousand, right? It actually is, yeah. Yeah. It is, man. I'm super grateful for that. When I was checking the Anchor system, I was like, what? So we got about... You know, it's our 19th episode now, man. And we've been pretty consistent across the board, trying our best to come in every Wednesday and just kind of talk about some shit, man. So I'm pretty proud of our consistency, bro. I agree, bro. And that's a huge shout out to everyone, guys, that's listened yet. Um, So huge favor, guys, too. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast as well, too, um, just go ahead and click that link, man, or that button there when y'all listen to it. If you haven't yet share it as well to you guys whenever you see that we post it up usually it's every wednesday that we do max will kind of throw it out there on facebook and instagram and stuff like that uh so i shared a way that we just spread the love more dude you know what i mean so and that way about. we get that knowledge out there and stuff and uh and uh yeah so if you haven't clicked subscribe on the podcast yet please do so asap whenever you get a chance yeah so be on spotify and all other uh, major podcast links but mainly spotify man so <laughs> Um, recap on this past weekend, right? So, um, still suffering (laughs) the pregnancy workout for the dudes, man. Yeah. That was insane, bro. Dude, it was a, it was a big eye opener, dude. Huge. For all of us, I think, bro, you know? And I think, uh, so we had a team meeting this past Sunday. Um, my, Obviously, Cassie's about 36 weeks pregnant right now, so she's in the last weeks, dude. And, uh, like, you see her walking around right now, and, like, there's a change in her pace and and the way that she moves and stuff like that. So, Leah had this cool idea, and you've seen it in other gyms and stuff like that and on on social media and stuff like that where, where, uh, where they'll have, like, a class or, like, a team or whatever it is. They'll have the guys, like, saran wrap or tape a medicine ball in the front to kind of to I guess kind of mimic like if they're pregnant as well too you know I mean yeah, kind of create yeah. that stimulus or whatever it was dude so what were I mean I know the way that I felt dude and I think initially when I was going into it I was like do you know what dude I'm gonna do a 20 pound ball dude right but it wasn't gonna hold because of saran wrap or whatever it was in the tape that we had right so we all went with like 8 to 10 pounds I think dude right mm-hmm. and Bro, it kicked my ass, dude, with an eight-pound ball, you know what I mean? How did you feel, dude? I felt... During and after. Man, okay, so adjusting to that was probably the biggest thing, man. I mean, now you have this this added weight that kind of puts you off balance. Center of mass is off, dude. Puts you off balance, man. It tilts the pelvis forward a little bit more. Um... Can't even see your feet, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's another thing, you know? So you got to really rely, like, on your coordination mm-hmm. and your perception of, like, your environment, right? Um, squatting was very different, but I think it was the most comfortable. I agree, dude. Right? So yep. I had to switch up my mechanics on the dumbbell uh, snatch. Yeah, dude. For more, like, of a squat, bro. Yeah. Instead of, like, a high to mid hip hinge. That's yeah, hard to hinge, dude. <laughs> I was just, boom, squatting, legs were blasted. Um, but my core 
dude was like on was man. lit up bro. there was like one point in that 20 minute MRAP or uh, time cap where <laughs> I like got on all fours just so the ball can like sag down yeah, and dude. get away from my stomach bro yes yeah, so you, you know can breathe I mean? a bit too <laughs> um, legs are blasted glutes are gone bro um, and I, that's because I used a 35 pound bro yeah. And Susie used a 40, bro. Yeah, she's like, she I think... my ass. I, I think she might be like 20 weeks pregnant as well, too, man. So, Insane. Uh, her belly obviously isn't as, as big as Cassie's. Dude, Cassie yet. threw it down. What did she use? I know, like a 15? Man. Yeah, dude. She was 20? throwing it down, dude. She's kind of... Yeah, I think that's what she was using for like the dumbbell snatch, the lunges and stuff like that. For those of y'all that are listening, guys, the workout that Leah kind of programmed for us that day... It was uh, 60, 40, 20, 60, 40, 20 of alternating dumbbell snatches uh, and then walking lunges. And then after each set of that, we had a descending ladder of skier cows, which is 30, 20, 10. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, it was rough, dude. Was and rough. I think she put like a time cap on and stuff like that, dude. And I will say this, dude. Like you can't do things that a normal person would do mechanically you know what I mean sure. like doing the dumbbell snatch like you said like that hinge like the pathway of the weight and what you do with it like you have to kind of adjust and modify things you know what like I mean go around the stomach or something yeah, yeah. dude and it's and it's funny man because I was like as the weeks have gone by and I see Cassie kind of go through the pregnancy and stuff like that um, like I laugh at her dude but in a good good way of course you know what i mean because when she squats down for things or when she bends over to pick stuff up her base of support which are her feet now like like they have to go wide dude you know what i mean like there there's no room bro you know what no, i mean no. and it's yeah man it's just like like it's interesting bro to see like oh shit like things are really <laughs> yeah. that tough dude so imagine having that all day all dude day. And all then- day bro and then, oh, I think I saw you adopt the wide stance on the skier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a sumo stance and stepped off, dude. And I saw. And that. then I was hauling ass, dude. Yeah, yeah but it felt good like yeah, that, bro. Yeah, because yeah, you could lengthen out that stroke more. And the lo- the lunges were with the front rack dumbbell. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I think that was more of Susie's idea, uh, the the like the wad style. Yeah. And then, well, Leah had the input on the 20 minutes, and oh, they, they kind of okay. came up with that whole concoction together. Nice, nice. And those ladies just wanted us to feel it, bro. Damn, <laughs> Kicked our ass, Susan and Leah. <laughs> yeah, man. So we'll say this, man, too, bro. So the first thing that I felt, dude, as soon as we actually started the move, it's like my, like, instead of me having to engage my core, okay, and I'm talking about, like, my my abdomen, my obliques, my erectors in the back and stuff like that, even my glutes and my hamstrings, dude, uh, I felt like they were instantly on. And even if it, I mean, even an eight-pound eight med ball, dude, that's not that much load, you know what I mean? Um, like having that out there, that far in front, dude, like it forces you to kind of wake those things up and yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? So it just makes me think, dude, like, like that's why we say, man, like, uh, females that give birth dude and i always have this joke with the ones that are here here at the gym when they come back i tell them hey you have a 10 percent increase in all all around fitness after you give birth because you got what's called mama strength now yeah but dude, imagine all those things that are kind of like trained for nine months dude like you know what i mean yeah um, it's different, yeah man it's crazy bro you know what i mean moms are tough dude and to have to go through that for nine months especially the last weeks bro you know what i mean yeah, man. it's hard dude 
And a big shout out to those that like kind of continue with their fitness if they're allowed to. You know what yeah. I mean? It's uh, for sure. Yeah, man. It's definitely something, bro. Where, and I think it's hard, man, in this aspect, Max, too, bro. It's like I'm gonna put it like in regards to like a. Uh, like let's say you had like an injury, but you still want to go to the gym. You can't do everything you used to do, even though you want to. You know what I mean? Uh, and I feel like that's kind of how preg pregnancy is too. You know, what I mean, like there's certain things that are contraindicated and stuff like that. But um, and yeah, you could probably still throw down the weight and stuff like that. But things have to be kind of toned back a bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So it's I don't know. I thought it was pretty neat, dude. <laughs> I had a good time. So, everyone, the next workout, we're all going to use a med ball. Everyone. Uh, that's a good program the rest of the month. That's it. That dude, it kicked our asses. I think er yeah. everyone's erectors were extremely sore the next day, dude. Uh, ass was on fire the next day because of all the walking lunges that we did, dude, and yeah, stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, it was hard, dude. It was definitely <laughs> like no shit. You oh, know what I mean? Shit. Yes. Yeah. And I think um, this would be a good kind of like segue into today's topic as well. And, and that's going to be like core training, right? Yeah. Transferring power from, from core to extremity, right? And um, that's a huge thing, team, a huge thing, because if we don't have core support, right, or stability, yeah. then our limbs are going to have to work extra hard. We're going to have extra tension on our limbs um, because the core is not able to support any of that, right? So... When it comes to that, you might not think of core training um, like the way that I'm about to explain it. Like, it, it's not really the toes to bar. Yeah. It's not like the knees to elbow or all the cool, like, badass shit you can do on the bar. It's actually like the simple things the side planks, the, uh, the bird dogs, the, the rotational stuff like the Russian twists. Like, it's all the simple stuff that engages the stability muscles, man. So, um, what do you think of core training, bro? I love it, man. And in, I like it in a sense of like this, bro. So right now you mentioned core to extremity, right? And I feel like that kind of just sums up like it's the organization that you need or that everyone should go through, dude, like before they pretty much do anything in the gym, whether it's warming up or even setting up for like, let's just say a back squat, you know what I mean? You have to organize things going from core to extremity at that point. And that's the way it needs to be done, dude. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like it's a, it's a very neglected piece, dude. And it's one of those things where, like, it's hard to learn, dude, because there's so many little details to it. You know what I mean? In the sense of, like, hey, if no one's ever had to formally brace their core during a lift, a back squat, with load, mechanics are going down uh, it's hard to do dude you know what I mean and it takes time bro you know what I mean so the coaching of it has to be it, it has to be on point dude all the time and you have to learn how to deliver that information dude you know what I mean um, and it's I mean just like you said dude like I think when people think about core you know what I mean think the core like it's a very loose term I feel dude Super. and I actually know a lot of the people that we follow and stuff like that that don't like the term core, but we'll use core, dude. You know, what I mean, it's not it's not wrong, but it doesn't ne necessarily mean it's right. It's just the most utilized term for what we're referring to. You know, mm -hmm. so it's uh, I mean, it's just I, I mean, it's as basic as things uh, doing some diaphragmatic breathing, dude. You know, what I mean, 
doing pelvic floor exercises and stuff like that where no one might not even know you're doing doing it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Also known as Kegels and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, it's those little things, you, you know what I mean? That, like, just like you said, it's not the toes, the bar. It's not the knees, the elbow. It's, it's not all this fancy stuff you see uh, where... People are de- doing different forms of planks with load and weight, 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 weight and stuff like that. It's pretty basic stuff, dude. You know, I mean, like you said, the bird dogs and things like that. You know, I mean, so, I mean, I think it's, um, I think it should be, honestly, dude, it needs to be the foundation of er- everyone's program, dude, in some, in some way or form. In some you know, way, what yeah. I mean, it or has at to least, be. or at least be just kind of introduced, you know, and encouraged to do on the outside as well. Because, like, you, your core can get strong from coming, like, an hour every day, right? Like, like oh. let's just say all you did was come to the gym, this is your hour, and then you take off, right? Oh. But if you did a little extra, oh. right? Cool down, active recovery day, bored at the house, you start doing a little bit of these exercises, and that what that does is just kind of gets you a little bit stronger. Yeah. 1% better every single day, right? So when it comes to, like, core, let's kind of break it down a little bit for the listeners here and, cool, and, and get into some core muscle categories or something, right? So um, we have like the global stabilizers, right? And these are going to be like the big muscles, like massive muscles. I'm talking about like your big uh, quads, your erector group, you got your quadratus lumborum, you got your obliques, right? You got this pretty muscle called the TA, which is like a huge core set that wraps around the whole body. I love it. Then you got your locals, the small ones, like Rod was talking about right now, like your diaphragm your pelvic floor, you got your multifidi, which are just little spinal muscles that connect all the way from the cer- uh, cervical spine all the way down to the tiny lumbar. Ones, tiny ones. That actually helps you kind of extend and move, move your spine really good with, for the cat camel, right? Yeah. Um, and then you got your upper extremity core muscles and lower, right? So upper extremity would be like your pecs, your lats, your rhomboids, right? Your traps. And then you have lower, kind of like your glutes, glute meds, Got your hamstrings, so kind of all of this together creates the core, yeah. right? So it's not just one thing, but it's multiple things. Yeah, man. So it's insane. You're like, coach, what do you mean? I gotta train this all, and it's like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but man. not all at once. Not all at once. There's there's multiple ways that that you can train these things, and at different times you can put them in a Tabata. You can do rounds. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like, how does all this connect yeah dude so it's so and i'm sure a lot of listeners do you know what i mean they 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 probably heard the term core you know i mean i'm glad you kind of i i'm glad you brought in this subject because people think of core and they think six pack you know i mean and you mentioned the ta right now transverse abdominis you know i mean and that's that intramuscular set um where it's not really your six pack, dude. You know, what I mean, it's behind that stuff, and it's the one that wraps. So that's why sometimes you talk about the core, and if you look at it from the top, it should look like a tank, dude. It's three hundred and sixty degrees that's wrapped around. You know, what I mean, but there's a lot more to it. Just like you said, man, you have your lower extremity pieces, you have your upper extremity parts. You know what I mean? And um, kind of it, like as we're like when we talk about these things, do you know? What I mean, it's a kinetic chain that we have, dude as it all links and relates to each other, you know what I mean? So, um, when we're referring to the core and how everything's kind of linked up and stuff like that, you know, I mean, earlier when I was mentioning core extremity and talking about the organization of those things, 
that are set before we do a lift or a movement and stuff like that. You know, I mean, the reason why those things are so important, dude, is because there's these things that are called energy and power leaks, dude. You know what I mean? And if certain things aren't on or set or engaged, you know what I mean? You have leaks through those kind of uh, uh, systems or the kinetic chain, and that's where you see like faulty movement at times. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting, dude, because like we could we could sit back and look and see you know what I mean and we could analyze these things and we could look at a squat and say okay I know where that leaks kind of coming from you know what I mean uh, but we do teach it though you know what I mean we do every day in class man you know what I mean we give them body position so we show them bad and then good too which I think is one of the best coaching ways that we kind of explain these things and stuff you know what I mean but uh, yeah guys the uh, so the reason why all these things have have to, have to be on, you know, I mean, the reason why we teach uh, about having state uh, stabilize and brace and engage and stuff like that, the reason why we throw certain things in tabatas and warm ups and stuff like that is that way when you get to your bigger movement patterns and stuff like that, okay, uh, those things are already on for you, even though you might not know how to turn them on just yet, you know, what I mean, so yeah, 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 that was yeah. really good, bro, and you're right because a lot of what we do kind of starts from the brain, right? Like you got to coordinate it into your body. If not, it's not going to work, right? So like when we do those hip bridges, right? We do the single leg bridges. Um, we do shoulder taps. We do top planks. We do RKC planks. Like all these things are considered core exercises, Big time, right? right? And they yeah. kind of involve a lot of, of um, other muscles too. Yeah. Like an example of like anterior core which is pretty much like the front part of the body is like a, a plank yeah. right posterior core which would be the back side of the, of the body is is that bridge I was talking about right yeah. so that's that's two different ways of training the core front to back but then you can even go as far as RDLs right you can go for lat pull downs right that that's training core lats are a part of that absolutely and i love lat pull downs because they teach you how to engage your lats in the vertical exactly. pulling yep. so that way you can transfer that same muscular coordination to uh engaging the lats on the barbell yeah. right so it's kind of like it, it's cool because once you learn how to like engage your core you can pretty much be in any shape yeah. and like know how to engage your core yeah but i've gotten people to engage their core one way but as soon as I change the shape, boom, it's out the door. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Yeah. And it's like, there it is, right? Yeah. So, yes, you can progress fast and, and you can like, you know, start doing your thing quickly. But eventually you're going to hit a fucking plateau. Yeah, man. And why are you hitting that plateau? Because you didn't do your shit in the first place. It's true, man. You didn't stabilize your core. You didn't take time to do the just the little things, yeah. the little things, right? And now you're suffering in these plateaus, or you're getting injured, or you just can't get over that 225 deadlift now. Exactly. Right. Because why? Because your body's not going to let you because it doesn't have the stability to get you through that. Exactly, bro. So right, we man. go back to what? Core training team. So um, nerding out one more time. So think of a baseball throw or a shot put throw. Disc. Yeah. You used to throw disc. You talk about that right now, bro. Yeah. But like, what does a baseball guy do? He freaking like curls up into like this little ball, picks one leg up, literally building the energy from the ground, curling it up into the core, and then releasing the energy through the fingers, bro. Yeah. 
That's a great example of core to extremity right there. Huge, right? Because if Huge you set ball. that same professional baseball player down in a chair, what? He ain't gonna throw the ball as no. fast. No way, Not man. even close, bro. No. Why? Because there was no generation from core to extremity. It yeah. was a great example there. So you threw shot put in discus. Yeah. So like, what were some of the core training exercises you did to train for that? Honestly, man, it's... Um, and I'll take it as basic as this, dude. So I don't think when I was in high school throwing shot put in discus and stuff like that, dude, that, that there was any very specific programmed core movements that we would do, to be honest with you, dude. But I will say this. I feel like doing heavy back squats, power cleans, deadlifts and stuff like that. Because uh, we definitely weren't doing like planks and stuff like that, dude. But I think have to having to structurally hold that load on my back and do the movements right uh, kind of carried over into that you know what I mean because it's kind of like when you're holding weight on your back dude and you're having to brace and squat with proper form uh, it's kind of like you're doing a plank but non-stop with load on your back you know what I mean because yeah. that I mean that transverse dominance is engaged you know what I mean but yeah dude it's uh, now that I look back I probably think shit that I probably would have been a little bit better than I was if I would have been doing that stuff but um i will say this dude uh i don't know if i threw man if i were to throw a discus now or a shot put now did i think because of the core training that i do do and because of the stabilization that i get from it and stuff like that and now that i know how to embrace that quarter extremity thought i don't know man i think i could probably do better now you know what I mean oh, man. Um, it's time let's cut the grass in the back and, and make a field over here yeah bro. man you know what I love bro too man is that like like you like and I'm sure you've kind of seen this too dude like trends in our field right so you've seen trends from like core was super cool dude Bosu balls and you had stability balls dude and balance boards and stuff like mm -hmm. that right okay and and then you had like this whole next trend of like people that said this is the stupidest thing out it's not good there's no need for you to do a three-point plank or to be doing a plank with your elbows on top of a stability bar like uh -huh. using trx and stuff like that and then now it's like why the fuck not you know what i mean like yeah like let's progressively like if we progress when we're doing things for leg development or whatever is why would you not progressively increase the intensity and the stimulus of your core as well too mm -hmm. there's so many muscles to it it's pretty much everything dude you know what i mean everything so there's like honestly no wrong way or wrong thing to use or do as long as you're doing it right dude you exactly. know what i mean exactly. so like yeah guys like if you've ever gotten caught up in that uh that sense of like the stability balls are worthless and stuff like that and BOSU balls and stuff like that and balance boards and these tools and stuff like that. Trust me, there's a time and place for all that stuff, dude. And oh, always will be, sure. you know? For sure. for sure. And it's like the the uh, optimal training program, mm -hmm. MASM, they incorporate everything, bro. It's an integrated program. So in that program, you're going to get the agility. You're going to get the, the plyo. You're gonna get the core stability. You're gonna get the uh, the strength training, the, everything, the endurance, and it's all condensed into a program. But they're giving you like different modalities of everything, so they're kind of like training the system um, in each 
component yeah. and, and giving it that stimulus, you know, three or four times a week. And in the end, in eight to 12 weeks, your, your performance increases. Yeah, man. And it's crazy, man. Like, the more that I, I guess, read about this stuff, the more I just see the simplicity in movement. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm, I, I'm still trying to understand a lot, you know, but, like, the, all that fancy stuff that I see out there, it's attractive. Like, it's cool. Yeah. But, like, the professionals that are that are doing, like, these plank-to-row, um, posterior plank-to-press, like, that's how advanced you have to get for that specific individual to exactly. create new adaptations. Yep. But for the average person, we don't need to be doing that. You know, like me no, and you, man. dude, we can get so far with an RKC plank. Bro. Huge, me bro. And you. Huge. Me and you can get so far with a top plank to row. Like, it's, it's crazy that the stimulus changes from individual, right? right? So sometimes doing core exercises without the proper bracing techniques and coordination just like anything else, like you can get hurt. Yeah, man. You can hurt your back. You I can agree, bro. Tool something, right? So, um, I would always start from low to high progressions on core training, um, just to make sure that the journey through that is pretty safe, bro. Yeah, man. Now, dude, I love that you kind of went or that, dude. I think a lot of this stuff, dude, uh, and and it's like this, dude. It's like you get someone that's never done any type of formal, properly progressed core stuff, right? But Instagram's huge right now, of course, you know what I mean? So they Super. see X, Y, and Z, they're doing this, uh, I, I don't know, whatever fancy core exercise it is, under load with half your body on a bench and you're having to stabilize on one leg, dude. Like, if things aren't ready for that, dude, like, you're going to fuck yourself up and you can't. Maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, but... It can and will, you know. I mean, yeah, just like with anything else that we do, do you know? I mean, your body has to be properly trained for what's coming, dude. You know what I mean? So, gotta be, um, gotta be, dude. And look, man, I will say this, dude. Like, I'm sure you have, and we'll kind of go over this stuff, man. So the audience kind of has an idea, you know. What I mean, but um, like, I'll kind of give you, Max, a rundown, and it's a pretty general prep, dude. To be honest with you, you know. What I mean, like. I kind of have like this tier, uh, there's like a tier system that's kind of like embedded in my head, dude. And uh, I to use like a joint to joint approach when I'm doing things, you know, I mean, whether it's uh, during warm up, during exercise and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And that's where I think the, the, simpl the simplicity of my programs come from, dude, you know what I mean? As far as like with my P PT clients and stuff is uh, warm up, okay, whatever it is, myofascial release we do and stuff like that, depending on what we're going to do, and then warm up will be kind of structured based off of like what we're doing that day, of course, you know what I mean, so, uh, but we still always kind of throw in like a general like prep and activation dynamic piece to, you know what I mean, so what that's going to include is some RKC planks, some maybe some banded bridges if they're at that point, dude, might do some single leg RDLs, we'll do some some type of scap work or whatever it is, dude, for the upper traps, the lats and stuff like that, dude. Some joint stabilization stuff to kind of activate and warm up those things. And then I'll use like certain primer movements that I know that we might be doing in the workout itself, dude. You know what I mean? Um, but that's kind of like the flow, dude. And it's pretty like 
it's pretty basic shit, but it's consistency with that basic stuff over time that I really feel like makes an impact with them, dude. You know what I mean? Um, just like you said, you mentioned like the RKC plank right now, dude. Like that's like a foundational exercise that I use, and I love love it, dude, because I feel like planks, as as wonderful as they are, dude. People kind of just see planks and they're kind of like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna hold this body position for time. But how many people do you see that do it wrong, dude? There's a yeah. ton, dude. Yeah. So I feel like the RKC, if you understand what it is that you have to do in an RKC plank, it kind of forces you to use your core the way it needs to, dude. You know what I mean? It develops that tension within the system and stuff like that, you know? It so, more. Yeah. And as basic as it is, dude, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, man, it's nuts, dude. I get you pretty strong, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, like, for those who maybe are kind of, like, starting off with the core, like, let's maybe give them just a couple of, like, simple examples of, like, what low-intensity core exercise look like. So, like, we'll give you an example of, like, an, a front, side, back, and then, like, a, a rotational example so low intensity for front part of the body would be like like a kneeling plank so it'd be like a modified plank on your knees yeah right maybe on the elbows or tall plank right so that's front of the core working the lateral core would be more of like a side plank with yeah. the knees positioned so they're still pretty tough too yeah, yeah. Dude, they are dude especially if you bring your hip all the way through and squeeze that bottom glute yeah yes and then you have your hip bridge for the back side and then for like a anti-rotational slash, you know, rotational, if you want to throw that in there, it would be like a, like it, you'd be like in a lunge pose, right? With the knee on the ground. You'd have like a band tied to the rig and you would be holding that band kind of like, uh, you know, like pulling the band away from the rig so it has tension on it and you'd be pressing. Pal off press, baby. Oh, yeah. So what that doing is that band, as soon as you take that band away from your core, you're creating this tension and that band wants to pull you into rotation. So you have to stabilize your body to go into anti-rotation, right? So that would be like uh, some examples of like low intensity core. So it's like for your, your average individual. Yeah. But let's say you had like this, this athlete come through that is pretty good, you know, and he needs some core stabilization and you want to challenge this guy. So you might give him like a, for the front, like a two-point plank, Ooh. right? So now an example here, he would be, uh, let's see, probably like on a lateral plank holding off to the side, right? With one hand down, leg extended, completely sideways. That's an example of like, like a two-point plank, yeah. right? So then if you wanted to add that for more of a lateral component, you would do that two-point plank, but then bring the leg out to the side so almost like in a star pose like a side star pose that's pretty intense bro yeah, holding that there yeah. right then for more of like a posterior you can get like a stability ball and have him do a back extension on that or you can get on the GHD and do back extensions right yeah. so that's posterior core and then you have a pal off with a lateral walkout so this time here what you do is you do a pal off press and you would laterally step out and then you would step back in, right? So you're just creating movement now in the lateral uh, anti-rotational component. So, I mean, these are great stuff, man. But again, 
you got to know who you're working with. Absolutely. you got to know who you're working with. you got to make sure that they can do the simple stuff first before you get them into these super high-level core training exercises. And it and needs to be progressive and consistent over time. Over That's time. the main thing, dude. Like, you're not going to throw, just like you said right now, you're not going to throw a two-point plank a week after they've gotten, like, a half-kneeling plank. You know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't, like, that's not the order of events. Like, can they do it? Yeah, but you got to try things out and test things out, dude. You know what I mean? For sure. And there's not a script, dude. You know what I mean? This I will say, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I think the beauty of our field is, too, man. You have guides, but there's not a specific script, dude. And it takes time in this field, dude. It takes hours, dude, to learn that. You know what I mean? That... Not everyone's the same. Not everyone's built the same, dude. You know what I mean? Not everyone has done the same things throughout their life, dude. Mm -hmm. So it depends on where you get people in life. You know what I mean? Um, things go on. Structures change, dude. Mechanics change. Moving patterns change and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Definitely. So you have to adopt, adopt these things as you go, dude. You know what I mean? I, uh, Dude, I'm a huge, huge fan, dude. I'm glad you brought up the RKC plank, dude, um, because I think it's a very easy teaching tool dude, on how to like engage and then you can relax and feel how it is to engage and not be engaged. Mm -hmm. So like you can make that connection quick, you know what I mean, as you go, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's very easy to visually see someone doing it right because you start seeing the shake yeah. and then you have them relax and stuff like that, you know what I mean? The shakes uh, are good. Yeah, man, it is, well. <laughs> You know what, dude, I'm, uh, there, there, there was like this huge like push, you know what I mean, for the our our rotational movements involving the core good for you not because of the spine and stuff like that. And then you saw a huge no, it's all about anti rotation and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But it needs to be both, bro, and that's my view, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. not there's never gonna be one way, dude, you know what I mean? And I feel especially like let's just say you work with athletes and stuff like that. I don't know of many sports where you're not having to rotate in some form or way from core to extremity or whatever oh, it may yeah. be, you know, so, 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 so there's always going to be some type of transverse plane movement where you will have to be strong in certain positions, you know, I mean, that's huge, bro, you know, I mean, um, but I think, um, just like you said, dude, it's things that have to be kind of trained, dude, I, 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 I want to bring up, um, I mean, a huge name in our field, dude, you know what I mean? And uh, this is Dr. Stuart McGill, you know what I mean? And he's huge. Uh, he's one of the lean e experts. I think one of the top guys when it comes to the spine, dude. Expert. Yeah, man. He is like, he's Ooh. like the McGill big, the three guys, if you've never looked that up before, go and look that up. And it's just three basic core movements that he says that you should do every day, you know, especially if you suffer from back pain and stuff like that. And of course, there's a lot more too, but it's a good starting point too, yeah. you know. But um, he has this very interesting thing that I read one time, dude. He talks about that the spine has flexion and extension reps. It has a lifespan to it, dude, you know what I mean? And of course, the kind of the studies that they used, I think, I want to say they used pigs, dude, and all they did was get the spine of a pig, dude, and they flex and extend the spine, and they averaged out when the spine would give at that point, so he says that maybe not necessarily the hu human spine is the exact same way, maybe the lifespan is not the same, 
but we do have flexion and extension cycles in our spine if done right though you know what I mean so you throw like improper mechanics into that dude maybe you're just bending over for stuff without hinging and doing things right and stuff like that you know what I mean and he tries to push and I think he's one of like your anti-rotational core guys and stuff like that or flexion extension type stuff where he says hey the more stable we could keep the spine great but for me dude and this is kind of just like my opinion, opinion on it too you know what I mean I feel like we do need to create yes there needs to be rigidity to the spine but we also have to let it flex and extend dude because then we become too rigid you know what I mean and then we have to flex and extend Can't. yeah dude you know what I mean so it's kind of it's just interesting stuff you, bro, man, yeah, you know I think it all it comes along too with your like your lifestyle too right bro yeah. like just yeah. depends on what you do like if you're in a job that requires like a lot of bending and twisting and getting into odd positions and this and that like I think spinal mechanics and core training would be a very interesting topic for you to kind of start to delve into because um, like you're as old as your spine heard that, I've heard that one before yeah, I've heard that one too dude comment unknown I don't yeah. know who said it but you're as old as your spine bro so like honestly if your spine's getting jacked up already like you're gonna feel a lot older than you do and sometimes it's not your age it's just it's just your lifestyle and if you can start to just you know train things start from the low to high intensities I think that you can become very resilient and I'm on the same topic as you man like I think you need to move around because like you're gonna rotate you're gonna bend to pick things up sometimes without thinking you know sometimes like I don't know the little one's gonna trip over boom you go and grab them you know or something's gonna fall from the cabinet and you twist this odd way and if you've never been in that movement pattern, like, you're more susceptible to get injured. I agree and that's why, that. like, I, I'm real big on just moving. Move, move even when uh, when you think you can't because you can always move. Sometimes when you are when you hurt, you, you tend not to move. Yeah. And that you become, you become more stiff, you become more rigid, and then you lose your, you lose your mobility. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you got to learn how to kind of move away uh, and around the pain go find someone to help you out you know what I mean so dude I will say this bro right now that you brought that up dude this brings back one of the reasons why or what attracted me to a Rossi the first time I went <laughs> and there was something that doctor was doctor got doing yourself at the time right mm-hmm. first time I ever went and the number one thing that stuck that stuck out to me and both y'all said this uh, don't don't do anything that's going to aggravate it, but still move around. Still move, still get some blood flow going and stuff like that. Try not to stay sedentary for too, too long. And I love that, dude. You know what I mean? Because to contrary belief, dude, that's not a common thing that you would hear. Of, of, I mean, a few years back, you get hurt, don't no, move. No, just rest. <laughs> just bed rest. That's it. You know what I mean? And... I disagree with that, dude. You know what I mean? So huge props to y'all on that. That's, yeah, man. Yeah, that's a big piece, bro. It's, it's a weird piece of... It might be like some taboo type information for some because you're used to... You know, doctors telling you to rest. You know, yeah. people telling you to rest. But, like, it's kind of like that instance when, like, you, you bang up your knee or you kind of get a little twist in the ankle and your coach is like, walk it off. Yeah. And you go and take a walk and you feel a little better after that. Yeah, you're just If you're just on the floor, like, ah putting like a lot of attention on it and, and this trauma starts to get worse stress levels get higher so it's 
it's weird, man. The body's amazing, and it, and it does some amazing things. So I would say core training team is very important. So if you're not on it, let's get on it. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe we can even probably do like a core class for the familia one straight up core dude yeah dude just introduce them to some stuff we'll do it there in the recovery class um i'm actually gonna do a recovery class this saturday this saturday um, yeah oh, at 8 30 bro 8 30 okay 8 30 cool. a.m so i'm gonna come work out from 7 to 8 yeah i'm gonna stick around do a recovery class so and that's gonna, gonna be in the in the hk fit room again very nice bro yeah yeah, yeah. so if you're um available team Sign up. I think we're going to limit to about 20 again. Uh, make it real specific so that way we can learn some things and start to implement, implement these recovery techniques to make you feel better. <laughs> definitely, guys. Definitely, man. So, guys, I, I, I think a huge, huge takeaway today, man, is... Pregnancy's no joke, dude. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, be nice. man. Don't yeah, be a dude. dick. Yeah, don't be a dick, dude, right? I feel like that needs to be like our common theme now, dude, right? <laughs> Revolves with everything, man. Um, and then the second thing too, man, is as basic as core movements might be at times. And yes, it's in the warm-up sometimes and stuff, you know what I mean? Guys, pay attention to details when it comes to your core, man. You know what I mean? Like when we discuss like doing certain things with your rib cage and your and doing a pelvic tilt for certain movements and stuff like that. That shit goes a long ways, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the buy-in to it, when you do, it just transforms things, dude. Huge, dude. Huge, bro. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. I think in that recovery class, bro, just like I said, man, I think that's where a lot of that info is really related to, mm -hmm. to people, you know what I mean? So I'll it's go good stuff, lot, man. Yeah. If y'all get a chance, guys, try to make it, man. It's awesome. It's really good stuff. So. Alrighty, team. So... Much love goes out to all y'all. Thanks for listening in. And uh, remember, if you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button there on uh, Spotify or whatever podcast y'all listen to. Thousand plays, baby. Thank y'all. Bye. Peace.